When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A day after a worker was trampled to death by an early morning Black Friday stampede inside this Long Island Walmart, people are wondering just how a post-holiday hunt for bargains could cost someone their life. It was just total mayhem. This woman was inside the store. She says the 34-year-old worker could not survive the crush of humanity when the pre-dawn blitz line made its way through the doors. He was trying to control the crowd. No use. They just pushed on him. That employee fell to the floor, was stepped on by hundreds of people before help could get to him. Police say the crowd even jostled first responders as they attempted to revive Demithai Damore, who was pronounced dead at the hospital about an hour later. This is a picture of Damore at 13 years old. His father says he was a good son. My son is a good boy. Police are looking at surveillance tape in an attempt to identify people who stepped on the man. Charges are possible, but police say it may be hard to single out those responsible. Police say there wasn't enough security at the store. In a statement, Walmart calls the incident an unfortunate event. From the ashes of last year's Christmas tree, it's scraping the vault. (laughs) But you couldn't take the time to download the songs from this thing. Nope, I couldn't. That was Jimmy. Uh, I'm Dan. And uh, joining us as well is Audrey. This is the show. But see, that's proof that Audrey's here. Um, Hi, I'm here. This is the show where we watch, usually watch, straight-to-video Disney sequels, but occasionally we'll take a detour because uh, we either want... Wait, hold on. There it is. Uh, We either want to... Or we need to. And in this case, I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. And we watched Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. 1964 classic. 1964 classic. Woo! I also have similar feelings in this certain <laughs> direction. <laughs> we had this to watch was... it because Santa's coming to town. That's right. And Grumpy Santa. To town. Grumpy Santa's already here. <laughs> But Happy Santa visited you five days ago. <laughs> Wait, uh, aren't we releasing this on the 25th? Oh, or are we? today. Today. This last night. Merry right. Christmas. Happy, Merry Christmas. I Merry hope you Christmas. got everything you wanted, including this podcast. Mm. And if this is what you wished for for Christmas. Get a more interesting life. <laughs> <laughs> if you were naughty this season, doctor. you get the Supreme Resort episode. <laughs> mm. If you were naughty, you get... Our next episode potentially. Yeah. <laughs> we'll oh, talk yeah. about that later. So this is uh, this is dealer's choice, like we did last year, where we did a very Brady Christmas, and uh, this year on brand, I chose uh, a film that is synonymous with my childhood. I know it by heart. I have a lot of things to say about it. It is not without its flaws. It is absolutely not timeless, and does not hold up mm. very well in a lot of different ways. Does not pass the Bechtel test in any way. Mm. Um. But I will argue for some potential social commentary I think it's making. Um, ah. But I I love this movie and I will stand for it. 
and I will watch it probably four times a year and not always at Christmas. It brings me to a place of joy and everything that this holiday symbolizes for me in my childhood is encompassed in this movie. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, um, yeah. We all know so, how I feel about these um, things. <laughs> Dan, no, yes. before we get to Dan, Audrey, yeah. Audrey, yes. what is your relationship to this movie? Because indications in the text chain are that you haven't seen it a bunch. I remember watching it as a kid a few times, but it's not like, oh, Christmas is here. Let me check my watch. Yep, it's that time Rudolph mm-hmm. is going on the TV. Uh, and I don't know if I feel that way about any Christmas movie, really. Um, there's not like a movie I'm like I must watch every year around this time of Besides year. a very Brady Christmas. <sighs> Besides a very Brady Christmas, which <laughs> I've watched six times since the start of December this month. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. But also, <laughs> I felt bad for laughing at that poor Walmart employee who was crushed to death. <laughs> <laughs> That's just... I think, to be fair, you were laughing that I had the poor taste to add that <laughs> To this show and to add Christmas jingles to it. It's the Christmas jingles that do it. It's the subverting of expectations <laughs> of a listener who's tuning in to listen to this joyous tale. On of, Christmas. On Christmas. <laughs> saving, <laughs> saving Christmas with this poor misfit reindeer. Yeah. Jimmy, do you feel like we're being held hostage by Dan right now? <laughs> like Dan could just like <laughs> any minute now, like ruin ruin this whole episode with darkness. Or I could make it better. That's true. Oh. Ah, this feels good. What I can this take is that nice. away. What I, oh, no. What I give no, us, I can take it away. <laughs> Please, we'll do anything. We love the movie. <laughs> I mean, so we hate the movie. Relation- <laughs> Uh, Dan, what's your relationship to the movie? My relationship is probably the same as it's probably very similar to yours with more uh, with maybe possibly less um, functional family happiness happening in the background. of Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Not that I mean, you know, like I've mentioned before on the show, we've worked it out. We're fine. But, you know, there are reasons why separations happen and <laughs> you know all of that um uh i rem- i think oddly enough the warmth that what warmth i feel from it comes from the choir that they that the 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 choir that sings in the background in this has a very distinct of this time period and of this production facility sound mm-hmm. um I don't know if it's specific people or singing styles or like how it was not orchestrated, but for lack of a better word, um, it's something that it's, it's kind of a dragon I've been chasing for a while because there's something to it, but I can't put a finger on what exactly it is. It might be a similar sort of aesthetic to this same time period, Disney movies, like in the animated it's very similar, right? Similar right. audio quality, similar definitely voices and the, intonation. Yeah, definitely the like storybook recordings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was just like this is a choir that existed in Burbank that, that like everyone went to, right. or yeah. mm-hmm. I can't put a finger on it. There's a certain like pattern towards the, in like the alto section. There's like a lilty, like a sweeping up kind of 
mm-hmm. motion that happens a lot that is like maybe that's it i don't know if it's they're all singing to each individually be heard i don't know as as someone who is occasionally a musician um i am interested in it but not enough to do any research it, it's a very specific sound and i am mm-hmm. yeah I, I could be completely wrong on this maybe in like the oddies people started caring more about sounding very produced vocally auto tune happened and then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. the demand for sharpness and cleanliness in a choir sound was prioritized i mean it could be just as simple as you know this was just the way people were singing at the time Mm -hmm. plus like using a certain kind of microphone, a certain kind yeah, of exactly. tape, and a certain kind of reverb. reverb. Just like most 80s know. music sounds similar, and the voices sound the same, and the 90s oh, pop stars you. sound the same. It's kind of, you know what I mean? Just in, in a general pop situation. The thing yeah. is, I yeah. don't think it's it's not going back to that. That that trend, I think, is never really, it's not being brought back in a mainstream way. Whereas right. trends, and right. I don't know, I feel like a retro synth thing is coming back in a lot of pop music. Perhaps yeah. I've never. Well, but anyway, yeah. yeah. So and- this movie, uh, when it came out in 1964, it was produced for television. It was Rankin Bass, and it was it must have been November December 1964, and then every year since. Mm-hmm. And there were changes to this movie, which we'll talk about as we go. But I have, as you might have guessed, a very detailed breakdown of everything that happens in this movie. <laughs> but before we get to that, Dan, yes. what else was happening in 1964? Oh, not a whole lot. Two, one, two, three. So, let's see how long <laughs> I can keep up with this. Wait, I so, thought you hated the Beatles. I, it's a character. Um... <laughs> Vietnam War was still happening. Um, if you want to get depressed, look into that. Uh, Boston Strangler, that was a thing. He was he was doing his strangling around the Boston area. Um, let's see what else. Uh, we had the so oh good news. We had the Civil Rights Act of 1960. Yeah, hold on, wait, wait. Can't do that anymore. Okay, so the Civil <laughs> Rights like Act of seconds, 1964. Right? Yeah, I'm impressed with myself. Civil Rights Act of 1964, that happened. And um, let's see if it sticks around after uh, 2024. Let's hope. Um, And uh, let's see. Oh, important news. Also good news. I think possibly Elizabeth Taylor marries Richard Burton. And I didn't say for which time they probably got divorced (laughs) the next day and got remarried. If you want to see more of that, watch um, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, a documentary about their marriage. Um, let's see. Also, uh, the Warren Commission decided that there was only one shooter in the uh, JFK assassination and that there was no conspiracy, just like later on they decided there was no conspiracy with Robert F. Kennedy and uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s assassinations, which were eerily similar. Can we go back That's to the news happened. footage, please? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's lovely, and also it's a really good time to be alive. Rankin Bass, <laughs> the World's Fair. We got Abe Lincoln, Small World, People Mover. Yeah, I mean, so many things came the out. The next that. 1964 movie we'll do. Okay, I mean, okay. I mean there's no nobody's asking for this, but we could throw in a cool crypto segment for those crypto kids out there and say that the 
we were still tied to the gold standard in the 60s. Woo! Mm. Yeah. Oh! Nice. Yeah, and this movie gets into that very loosely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is really funny. Because <laughs> there's no way that this wasn't connected because that conversation was still happening. And this, for all intents and purposes, is a musical. There are musical numbers mm-hmm. throughout. Some of them are related to what's happening in the story. Most are not. Mm-hmm. Um, and because Dan did not take the time to download those, I will be performing each of the songs in character. <gasps> okay. Yay! <clears throat> well, I was worried that just like with Dan Hates the Beatles, Yoko Ono would take us down. for Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> um, okay. So, you guys ready? Let's go. That's ready as it's going to be. <laughs> okay. Very similar to the uh, the way this episode started. We opened this movie with headlines from regional newspapers, including the San Francisco Chronicle. Uh, cold wave in 12th day. Next paper, we're frozen. Next Ugh. one, ice peril warning. Doomers. Tough going, sanitation army digging us out. And then the next one, foul weather may postpone Christmas. I thought I heard cool breezes. And then Rankin Bass <laughs> present. Anyway, just uh, Rankin Bass presents. And then we meet Sam, the talking snowman. Eee. This is Burl Ives from Main Street USA at the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> <clears throat> he remembers when the world almost missed Christmas. Oh, and by so, the way, I will be inserting um, music from his brother. It's not really his brother. Charles Ives uh, throughout this episode. Great. And I'll uh, be wearing Ives St. Laurent shoes. Ah. Their other mm-hmm. brother. Just kidding. And later, Ollie right. might be drinking St. Ives. Oh, what's that? There's something in my <laughs> Ives. <laughs> it's just dust. <laughs> So these newspaper headlines we've seen are a reminder of the past. So those all happened before Sam is remembering it. He welcomes us to Christmastown, also known as the North Pole. He is gliding through the Christmas tree forest. Yep, here's where we grow them. And they all have Christmas decorations on them. They are so cute. They're little Mm -hmm. felt, little felt like pancake stacks of tree. Mm-hmm. And he's he's so round and and wholesome and warm and inviting and welcoming and friendly and a snowman, mm-hmm. a talking snowman. Yes, and you know, there's the link. He was also the host as Sam the Eagle in America Sings. There's your there Disney link. There you go. There we go. Uh, same name and everything. So Sam introduced us to the Christmas seals. Then the first citizens of Christmas Town, the Clauses, Santa and the Misses. They live in the first castle on the left. Matter of fact, the only castle on the left. <laughs> and then we a petty tyrant. <laughs> he kind of is. He is. Um, he really is. And then Mrs. Claus is Italian for we some don't... reason, but <laughs> Sky Angels. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it'll pay off. Papa, Santa, eat your jardinera. Yeah, so so she's trying to fatten up her husband before Christmas. He's skinny. Take the sleigh. Leave the cannoli. (laughs) Uh, Whoever heard of a skinny Santa? Um, But everybody expects a fat Santa, of course. And this movie does not pass the best Bechdel test. No. Oh no. 
Um, so they refer to each other as Papa and Mama. Is that weird? I think it's a little weird, but also I think it was maybe not weird then. Hey, I'm not one to kink shame, okay? So maybe they're just into that. <laughs> the mamas and the papas? <laughs> um, I mean, he is Father Christmas, so anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not like... It's not like they're going into a weird, like, daddy-daughter play, which is, like, I mean, again, not kink-shamming, if that's what you're into. But still, it's kind of like, there is a line there that... So... Yeah. (laughs) Shouldn't... I mean, Santa Claus is a distinguished old man. You'd you'd assume he has some, like, middle-aged children, right? Where are they? What do they do? Maybe, yeah. Because how else is he a papa if he doesn't have kids? Maybe exactly. the real is Mrs. Claus. Who is he the father of, aside from um, a concept? The elves? The You're telling presents. me those two had hundreds of elves together? I no, the elves, are, the elves are slave labor. Those are all naughty children. How do you know they're slave taken. labor? It's well documented. <laughs> do your own research. They, oh, and they, my God. See. I'm not allowed to do... So I can't do my own research. I got to trust your authority. Yeah. But then I also need yeah. to do my own research. Okay. Yes, you need well, to this... do your own research and come to the same conclusion that I've come to. Well, no, this listen. This ridiculous. It's, it's in this film. <laughs> yes, it's it is. presented in this film. They... He uh, spoilers, but one of them quits. So clearly, they're not slaves because they can either get fired or they can quit. So but they have a kind of. Let's be honest. Were they really sad to see him go? Well, no, because he's different, and we'll get into it. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> so Sam explains that it's always the same story. Don't worry, Mrs. Claus will fatten him up in time for Christmas. And Sam she's, loves. She's this. gonna flogger him with. Good- <laughs> He goes from like a 34 to a 60 in like 12 minutes. Hey, I know the feeling, Sam. Real time. He he did the Uh, Nikocada treatment. (laughs) This is a YouTuber. References. Yeah. It's a healthy game. (laughs) We're trying to to stay hip with the youth. I'm gaining mainly with clean protein and vegetables. Mm -hmm. Mukbang Santa Claus edition. Do I want to know what that is? <laughs> you can Google it later. <laughs> oh, no. Should our listener Google it? <laughs> it's it's all over the place, okay? <laughs> so, uh, Sam loves this Christmassy time of year. Not like that year of those affirmation snowstorms. He doesn't know what they would have done without Rudolph. Anyway. <sighs> wait. Rudolph? Is Who? it possible that... You're not familiar with the story of Rudolph? Why? Well, pull up an ice block and lend an ear. <laughs> let me tell you, let, let me learn you something, stupid. <laughs> well, you know no, how Santa nice uses. No, you know how Santa uses these flying reindeer to pull his sleigh. And then we have a music cue to opening credits. It's not this. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid, Donner and Blitzen. But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? And then... (laughs) And then the credits start, and it's an overture. There are no more lyrics from there. Steve Gutenberg. The song is rather short, without much content. The movie is... Uh, it's like, so the song, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is like three sentences, right? And mm-hmm. this, this movie is kind of like the Rogue One of Christmas movies. Like Rogue <laughs> One is a whole movie based on a sentence and an opening crawl. 
Yes. So, so, so what you just unlocked in my brain is wonderful because <laughs> I was going to say that this is much like the movie Grandma Got Run Over by the Reindeer. Oh, yeah. That's by a reindeer. Too, by the way. But that, then that means year. that it also means that Rogue One is just like – it's much like Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, which I, I love that that exists now. <laughs> yeah. And – and it, it's bad. It's really bad. But I also I'll watch that every year. It's great. Um, but anyway, so Rogue it's a short one? story. No, the uh, <laughs> grandma got run over by a reindeer. Also got it. <laughs> I like Rogue One. It's my one of my favorite Star Wars movies ever. I thought it was pretty cool. Anyway, too. so after the credits, Burl tells us it, it's been a few or it's a few years before the big snow, and Santa's lead reindeer. Excuse me, a few years after the big snow. Or before. No, before the big snow. Because, yeah. Anyway, um, so uh, Santa's lead reindeer, Donner, has just become a proud papa. No. Mm-hmm. Now, why is Donner the lead reindeer? Because if I'm not mistaken, Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, Blitzen. So That's they're going in question. reverse order? Okay, hold on. So, so there's Dasher, Dancer, Dasher. Kyle. And then Francis. Unless he's starting from Dancer. the back. Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, no, Cupid, Donner, Blitz. I'm just trying to think like like in the writer's room, like how did they do that process of elimination? Other than just like maybe Donner just sounds like more like a good, like manly presence. Because Dasher, just, not so much. What about like pin the tail on the reindeer? They, they had them all plastered up they in could the, just spin the writer's wheel. room. Yeah. And yeah, they could walked be. blindfolded to the the lead the, to one of the reindeers and they're like, Oh, landed on Donner. He's the lead. Well, it couldn't be Vixen. Cause that's clearly a that's female deer. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe Donner was like the senior reindeer in the, in the high school, you know, and like, Oh, we haven't that's given it to Donner yet. We better give the lead Donner. to Donner, even though he doesn't deserve it for any reason. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just, seniority. maybe he's just lead reindeer for that year. Maybe they just switch leads Ooh. every year. Who yeah, was eaten that would in the be good. Donner party. Oh, okay. that's interesting. <laughs> Donner, <clears throat> Donner that's kebab. Why. Yeah, um, he's a survivor. I mean, just based. <laughs> but I guess maybe. Uh, but I would just say Dasher would be better because Dasher's a good name. He's first on the song. Dasher's more of a fighting name, though. It's more yeah. like a Lancelot. You know? Maybe Donner, like Don, Don of Ch- Don of Youth, Don of Life. Because uh-huh. Rudolph is the Christ child, so. It's That's better true. than Doffer. Um, Get it? Turn Donner, then turn uh, Doffer. <laughs> I have eight pages. Okay, so Donner's firstborn. <clears throat> and by the way, I have more hey, pages. that's not this. my problem, okay? That's it's a your problem. <laughs> it's going to be your problem. <laughs> All right, well. I'm the one who has to edit this monster, so. <laughs> You're the one that had two and a half cups of chili. You're going to have to go to the bathroom soon enough. Try anyway, me. so. Uh, know that yet. Oh, <laughs> this is a callback from. This later, is a callback to next, something that you might later. hear if you're willing to listen to us for that. That's right. <laughs> uh, so Donner's firstborn is named Rudolph, and he recognizes his name when it's said to him. So he's really smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's time. just one problem, though, guys. He has a shiny nose. Yeah, and an abusive father. <clears throat> shiny. I didn't even <laughs> say it blows. <laughs> hey, that's from the song. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, R- Rudolph's mom says they'll just have to overlook it. And dad says, how can you overlook by, that? 
His beak blinks Orville. like a blinking beacon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, you can smell the whiskey in that voice. <laughs> <laughs> He's played by J. Jonas Jameson. What's that guy's yeah. name? <laughs> uh, oh, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. Simmons. Yep. He might still be him. He's still older. Could guy. you could you imagine J.K. Simmons in like a CGI reindeer body performing? Yes. Like like they did cats. Let's give Rudolph the rain nose reindeer the cats treatment. <laughs> that oh would be, I would wa- I you would, I would watch it. that. They're going to do it. I would 100% watch that yeah. movie. Bring it on. Um <clears throat> okay, so it's just a nose. Uh, What's the big idea? Well, that's what I want to explore with this in both He's the freak. red nose, which makes him a freak, and the dentist, which makes mm-hmm. him a freak, but I think is a euphemism, but. Yeah. Uh so Santa comes in, Rudolph's uh, to inspect the new fawn, <laughs> Rudolph knows it's Santa. He looks at him and goes, Santa. Oh, he's smart too. Anyway, so, but Rudolph's nose glows and Donner's like, hey, I'm sure he's going to grow out of it. And Santa's like, you better if he wants to join my sleigh team someday. Santa. Can't be different. Gosh. Um, so that's a, this is a problem. Like that, that's what I'm getting at is he, he's mm-hmm. different. It's going to become useful in a, you know, need for the story kind of way whatever they use that what do they call that trope it's a uh, uh somebody's box MacGuffin. MacGuffin. rudolph is the MacGuffin. yeah so nose. but anyway or, yeah. so i don't understand why it's a problem but it's non-conformity they use that word and misfit and there's a whole song about it mm-hmm. but santa explains that each year he shines up his jingle bells for eight lucky reindeer jingle 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 you will hear my sleigh bells ring I am old Kris Kringle. I'm the king of jingling. Jingle, jingle, reindeer. Through the frosty air they'll go. If you would they like to hear more of Jimmy singing Christmas songs, please call 856-OUR-EARS and tell them that you would like to purchase the special jingle, edition jingle, Jimmy's <laughs> Christmas songs. And they'll say, I'm the king so you want to book jingle, a vacation with Jimmy? And you'll say, yes, oh, please. And then if you ask kindly, he might do that for you on the phone. And then he just leaves. Doesn't even say goodbye. He just <laughs> sings and he just walks out the cave. I hope that's how he says goodbye all the time. He sings that song and walks right. out of the room. It's like, okay, Santa, you don't have to do it. Don't have to do it every time. Just you can go. It's late. Great I got, party, I'm guys. just going to say goodbye for you. You don't have to say anything. You just, we know where we can jingle, find you. Jingle, jingle, jingle. Like, ah, Santa. <laughs> But then it's really cute because then Rudolph, as he leaves the cave, he, Rudolph goes, bye-bye. No, <laughs> It's very cute. Rudolph. And then if Santa forgets his hat or something, he has to come back in. <laughs> oh, no. Like, damn it. I have to wake jingle, up. Jingle, jingle, jingle. Okay, got it. Can you do this on the, in the sleigh on your ride home? <laughs> <laughs> so Donner decides that Santa's right and he'll never make the sleigh team with his red nose. And he decides to cover it up with, like, uh, the ground? Like it's clay? It's it's, it's yeah. <laughs> it totally is. Smell this. Freak. It totally is. They're in a cave full of deer. <laughs> but it was it's very clay like, so it's older older poop. Mm-hmm. Um and then 
Uh, Sam the Snowman starts a little montage by telling us that the Donners did a pretty good job at hiding Rudolph's nonconformity. Without Sorry. eating him. I, I, yeah, I know. I went straight to Donner Party again. <laughs> oh, God. The Donners did a pretty good job of <laughs> hiding their nonconformity. Uh, yeah. So Donner teaches Rudolph. I mean, cannibalism is about as nonconformist as you can get. Exactly. Agreed. Take that, hipsters. Take yeah. that. <laughs> Donner teaches Rudolph all the ins and outs of being a reindeer, how to get food, how to fight off enemies, things like that. But most important, most important of all is how to avoid the abominable snow monster of the north. He's mean, he's nasty, and he hates everything to do with Christmas. Wait a minute. Dan is the abominable snow monster. Kyle, I know you. I know you think cannibalism's cool, but like, you just need to stop. <laughs> Hop on your unicycle and like go do something else. <laughs> it's not the Donner Party. It's a lead reindeer. Don't ruin this for me. Um, no, I'm just joking. So, uh, still gonna try. <clears throat> you, you're fine, Sam. Yada yadas for a bit. Uh, but then it's just before Christmas. Everybody's getting ready for the big sleigh ride on December 24th. Uh, we, we fade in on Santa's workshop where we see a table full of little people making toys. You see, all the toys Santa delivers are made by these I, little people. Jimmy, I, I think in the mythology, you can just call them elves. I'm, yeah. Uh, uh, just give me okay, half a second. <laughs> <laughs> you cut me off before I said the little okay. people called elves. Okay. Okay. All the elves have a certain knack for toy making. All except for one misfit elf. Now, by the way, all the boy elves are wearing blue. All the girl elves are wearing pink. But then there's the head elf who wears green. And one might be might recognize this green outfit because it's the exact outfit that uh, that Buddy the elf from the movie Elf wears. A lot of this that movie was inspired by this movie, and by inspired, blatantly ripped off. And Rankin Bass lawyers came in, and uh, they almost won, and that movie would not have been released. (gasps) <gasps> wow oh. yeah but Favreau like fought hard for it and said he i don't know how nobody knows how it went away but it just went away one day but that so movie almost Rankin and bass released. almost they tried to deliver a cease and desist they yeah. probably get so much in royalties this movie is played all the freaking time oh they do because guess what i tried to find a free a free version of this movie uh-huh. or a version on some streaming service through which i would not have to pay ten dollars for because i figured 1964 holiday classic surely because of this it's gonna be like on amazon prime or something like that nope 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 you gotta pay full price yep i saw it on youtube which unless of course you, i did unless you use one of my multiple copies of it which i have including <laughs> the 50th anniversary edition which has additional footage you didn't see whoa what more primitive stop motion animation <clears throat> that's love right love like, it you see Rudolph's deck or something? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Just in the director's cut. <laughs> um, so anyway, the girls, uh, the things, and they're making toys. So there's one little misfit. Um, and his name is Hermie. Okay. So his character differentiation is he has a blonde little wisp of hair coming out of his hat. Mm-hmm. And he's clearly gay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not saying that that's not the case, but in, in fairness, let's say that he's an effeminate male. 
Sure. And I, and I, this is, I mean, this is a legit question. I, I told you I might be problematic in this episode, but being a dentist, is that sort of a euphemism for being gay? He's a misfit. He's different. He's not welcome because he doesn't like to make toys. He doesn't like I, I what he should it, like because he was born. An I think elf, that's so what it should. is. I think it's more like what he's wanting to do. They seemingly, seemingly have no place for. Yeah. Because given the very limited you, scope of what they're looking for. If you substitute the phrase make toys or doesn't like yeah. to make toys as, yeah. you know, that's unnatural because you were born this way. You should want to make toys. You don't. You're different. You're not welcome here. Right. And you could substitute mm. make toys with play sports. Sure. or yeah, could be. And you could substitute interested in being a dentist with, you know, wanting to look at the Disneyland guidebook constantly when you're at family gatherings and talking mm -hmm. about Disneyland with your family. Yeah. And then Hermie go, probably did that. Well, wouldn't too. you like to talk about sports? <laughs> and then Hermie or you or whoever we're talking about, but certainly not me, says, uh, no, not really. I don't care about sports. And then they say, you know, okay. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, guys. I don't really think it's about being gay. It's just about being different. Period. Yeah, and like, if they wanted it to be, if they wanted it to be about sexuality, I think it would have been a little more um, direct because it, it it's a not in nineteen sixty four, an animated film in nineteen sixty. Listen, I don't think they were trying to make social commentary. I think they got there by accident. I think yeah. honestly, behind the scenes, I did a little bit of research into this, a little bit, and there were a lot of. For 1964, a lot of very progressive, almost subversive people working on it. One of the writers was, uh, I believe the head writer was pretty much a gay activist. And there was a lot of... So maybe I'm um, right. Maybe you're right. I'm, I'm, just to, I'm just putting the in fairness hat on, you know, like taking... And a lot of this comes from me working in the environments that I have worked in. Um, in the in, in education industry? In the education industry, exactly. Uh, the, where we mine the educations. Um, I think it's fair to say that in he is way. certainly an effeminate male character surrounded by characters who are very stereotypically masculine in a certain way. Yeah, because they're um, wearing blue. Yeah, like we don't. Well, because honestly, they have the group. They have this really gruff. That that uh, we're we're making we're constructing practice. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Audrey, what are you thinking? Are we both off? No, no, you guys are. You're not off. I think it. We're just preoccupied. Uh, a maybe a little too much with like I, male feminine. Right. I mean, we're watching it with the eyes that we have. You right. Know? right. That's true. Like, what did you think and of I it when you watched it for the first time? When I watched it for the first time, I was just like, oh, he's a little different. It, my yeah, brain. Well, no, that one, yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and it has to be for a kid brain to process the fact that he's different. He has to look different. He has to sound right. different. And mm -hmm. the movie is on his side and on Rudolph's, Rudolph's that's side. True. It's not like, eh, look at this queer. It's it's nothing like that. <laughs> it's just it's It's just in 1964... I think adult an adult audience in 1964 who who knew what to look for would probably someone would probably see themselves in that and in a in a somewhat positive inclusive way. Yeah. Sure. So 
where it gets problematic is when I do impressions of this movie and these characters, you know, like he says, I'd like to be a dentist. Jimmy, I have a way around this. Just do it as the Mad Hatter. <laughs> oh, I like, no, I, I don't have much more than that. Anyway, <laughs> so the lead elf's like, you're an elf and elves make toys. Uh, it's time for break, but not for Hermie. He needs to finish <gasps> the job. Speaking of break, Jimmy, speaking of break, <clears throat> you know what I'd love to hear? What? I'd love to hear commercial. Ooh. <gasps> Do we All have right. that on this stream? Yep. There's a, it's break time for everybody but Hermie. So Here if comes you're listening commercial. to the commercial, you're Hermie. Straight from the commercial factory. <laughs> Hello. I am a baby. By that, I mean the New Year's baby. I have a diaper and a rattle. Goo. Goo. Bar bar. Binky. I am here to remind you that Axe Body Spray is still the number one body spray to totally make the babes all gooey for your wiener. Just one whiff and they'll think you're hotter than John Stamos arm wrestling several other John Stamoses. In fact, you should wear twice as much of it. Especially if you are in middle school because, you know, nothing is more sexy than an unwashed alpha male bro who is doused. And I mean doused. With a heavy, second skin style glaze of Axe Body Spray. Try their newest fragrance, Red Pill Gamer. It is a gnarly remix of last year's best-selling flavor, Extreme Toxic Masculinity. If you don't I'll tell Kylie you think she has a tail. But that, like, you're into that kind of thing. I also won't invite you to my birthday party. Also, if you would like to hear more cool and real ads like this email jason at earsup-podcast.com and tell him to let his nephew take over advertising. Really? I want you to actually do that. It will be funny. Goo. Happy New Year, homies. Ooh, that and was that was so good. That, that was good. I, I would to totally buy, want to buy the good I want to buy it five times. And That's we're right. back. When I was a kid, <laughs> I right. wanted to be a dentist. I don't know if this movie has anything to do with that, but I uh, instead of dentistry, Maybe. which had a lot of cool tools and dongles and things. I ended up getting makeup brushes, so I have a lot of cool tools. But and you made and up things. bride's teeth, so you're kind of a dentist. It's like face exactly, dentistry. exactly. <clears throat> you're a face dentist. That's what you yeah, should. There you go. <laughs> Change your cards. Exactly. <laughs> I'm a face dentist. Um, so then he sings a little song, a little misfit preamble. Uh, you can't fire me. I quit. I don't fit in. I'm a misfit. And meanwhile, Rudolph is trying to fit in too. His dad puts on his little nose cover, and Rudolph doesn't like it's a condom. It. He says it's not very comfortable, just like a condom. No. Like a condom. And <clears throat> Donner says there are more important things than comfort, like self-respect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little inverted message yeah. there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but now that he's got the nose cover, Santa can't object to you now. And then he leaves, and then Rudolph finishes where Herbie but left he off. He doesn't say in that like hubba hubba kind of voice. That you <laughs> Santa can't object to you now. Show him them gams and <laughs> made that nose even bigger. Santa's fucking his reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why. why. He doesn't have any kids. <laughs> that's why. Oh God. He is really excited to inspect the new team. <laughs> He's all irritated with the elf choir because he wants to go check out his new baby deer. Santa, why don't <laughs> yeah, you yeah, let's wrap this up. 
<laughs> like dress yeah. up like a reindeer. <laughs> um, oh then Rudolph finishes where Hermie left off. Why this is our dirtiest episode. Just because my nose glows, why don't I fit in? And by fit in, he means Santa. Time passes, Christmas comes and goes on schedule, and soon it is April, when all the new fawns meet the other new fawns and get inspected by Santa. Rudolph... Reluctantly, that's what he sounds like when he said it. <laughs> Rudolph reluctantly joins the others and meets Fireball, another fawn with a tuft of blondish red hair. Fireball decides that Rudolph can be his buddy. Then they go off to join the reindeer games. Fireball explains that reindeer games make antlers grow, and it's a great way to show off in front of the does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and by the way, oh. and when you're talking about progressive, this doe flirts with Rudolph. She makes the first move. She gives him a kiss. So, you know, 1964, that's pretty slutty. <laughs> I mean, she sounds she sounds way older than Rudolph to me. Like, she sounds she like she could be, you know, robbing the cradle she, a bit. Yes, she does. She really does. She sounds like, hey, Rudolph, what's up? <laughs> she does sound mature. And, and, you know, also, girls mature faster than boys anyway. So That's true. She already has, she already has her antlers, if you know what I'm saying. What are you saying? God. (laughs) Don't don't answer that. (laughs) Rudolph, you should just come by and clean the pool sometime. Uh, It's frozen because uh, we live in the North Pole, but, you know, I still like to see in the Speedo. Apply Windex (laughs) to the ice. I like to see my reflection in it. Uh, Meanwhile, the elves... (laughs) Oh, to be young again. (laughs) Meanwhile, the elves are busy. Christmas is over, but they're busy with elf improvements. (laughs) Elf improvements. Cut to elf choir practice. They're going to perform a song for Santa called We Are Santa's Elves. It's a protest Um, song. (laughs) Yeah. So you'll only somebody who's watched this a thousand times would catch this, but the, the head elf in the green, um, He's the one that, you know, hey, you elves like make toys. And then when he conducts the choir, he sounds like this. It's for Santa and a wanna and a tua. Oh, that is a nice touch. We are Santa's elves. We are Santa's elves. Now available on <laughs> two Santa's CD ROMs. It's <laughs> Jimmy Sigurd, all of your favorite <laughs> classics. Elves. Call 856 Our Ears to secure your copy. And make sure to tell them that you want it specifically on a CD. (laughs) We just made the switch from floppy disks to CD ROMs. So I'm not sure how that technology is going to work out. Also available on wax tubes. We are Santa's elves. Ho, ho. Bravo. Um, At the end of the song, Santa says, it needs work. And he leaves because he wants to inspect the new deer. (laughs) And then the lead elf back in his old voice says, it was terrible. The tenor section was weak. And then uh, another one's like, well, it's because Hermie wasn't here. And then they cut to Hermie. He's working on uh, a doll's teeth. 
Um, and then he, why weren't you at elf practice? Just fixing these dolls' teeth. Now listen, we have dolls that cry, talk, walk, blink, and run a temperature. We don't need any chewing dolls. <laughs> I just thought I'd find a way to fit in, but oh. I thought he quit earlier. We don't know. You'll no. never fit in. You come to elf practice where you learn to wiggle your ears and chuckle warmly and go hee hee and ho ho and important stuff like that. Jimmy, I think what I, Jimmy, I think what actually happened. What I, I think what actually happened is the previous editor quit. And so, oh. yeah, oh. <laughs> so someone else came in. They're like, I guess he's still there. I don't know. Yep. So, well, he still lives there. You know, he can quit his job and he's trying to find a way to fit in. And anyway, so he's like, he does. He thinks he's never going to fit in. He's right. I'm on my own. He leaves. And then we go back to elf practice where um, Rudolph and Fireball notice that the does and one of them likes Rudolph. They do some blinky, blinky flirting. <laughs> Just then, Comet enters. He's also from the song. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, he is, Comet is the coach and for the reindeer games. His job is to make bucks out of these yearlings. They start with a reindeer game called Takeoff, which is where they try to fly into the wind and audition effectively to pull Santa's sleigh one day. Mm-hmm. Comet chooses Dasher's little boy to go first. Doesn't go well. They all laugh at him. Uh, but it was his first try. So... They won't get to Rudolph for a while yet, so he takes the opportunity to go flirt with the doe. Her name is Clarice. She observes that Rudolph's nose is a little weird, and he talks a little funny, but she doesn't mind. Rudolph offers to walk her home after practice, and she consents. She thinks he's cute and gives him a little kiss. Honey, I've, seen all, I've seen all kinds of noses, honey. Yours is no different. <laughs> some of them go to the left. Some of them are a little yeah, skinny. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so go to the left. <laughs> <laughs> At least yours doesn't. Never mind. Um, <laughs> this so this excites Rudolph. She said, "I'm cute." Ah! And he flies away, and he lands, and it was really great. She's flying around. It was magnificent, and Santa's really proud and impressed. And then the other reindeer's like, "Whoa, that's awesome!" And Damn. then Fireball's like, "Hey, you're okay." And they start play fighting. And then Rudolph's little nose condom comes off, mm-hmm. and his Whoops. shiny nose glows yeah. and hits the fan hard. It also whistles. And his his nose kind of makes like a yes, it whistles. Yes, yeah. and then and then Comet <laughs> throws down his his baseball hat, which he's wearing. And he says, <laughs> yeah. Right now, all your reindeer go take showers and judge each other's bodies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this outrages everybody, and like they start calling him names like Schnoz. Stop calling me names. That's from the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them says, oh, Rudolph the oh. Red Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> and yeah. then Comet sees it. He's like, Wah! That's that's what he sounds like. <laughs> Don Knotts. He's like, What's happening in here, Bar? And then uh, Santa's like, you should be ashamed of yourself, Donner. <laughs> and then, uh, then goes, everybody's like, all right, let back to the game. So he's like, except you. From now on, kids, we're not going to let Rudolph join in any reindeer games. So he's like, we're not going to let Rudolph join in any reindeer game. Right? <laughs> that's in one of the, that's in the song too. That's in the song. Mm-hmm. That's in the song. I just realized that if this movie were made like now, it would be unwatchable because of that. It would just be like it's sprinkled. It's very heavily sprinkled in the like it's part of the song is very, very, very heavily sprinkled in. But oh, it would be unmanageable if it was made now. <laughs> it would just be like 
I don't know. <laughs> hey, it, let's. <laughs> it could work. It, it's only fifty six or so minutes long. Like, but yeah. it, it would work. But but now it would be like deadpan to the camera, kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. It would, yeah, it would be like that. Like, huh? Get it? Mm-hmm. Like waiting for everyone in the audience to go. <gasps> <laughs> Where here, it's just yeah. like they just they drop it and keep going. I mean, yeah, as a matter of the, course, this is where the song came from. Right. Yeah, the the time it takes to make a stop motion animation anything is crazy yeah, compared true. to like computer animation stuff. And the price, I feel like it's cheaper now to make more and more of those like crappy trolls musical holiday movies. Oh yes, just yeah, turn that's why them they keep out then say for example Leica which does you know Kubo and the Two Strings which is a huge project and mm-hmm. looks and feels yeah. so much totally. higher quality than anything else that you see these days right My two cents. I, I saw I, I saw also the know that reference yes thank you one of us has to <laughs> um i saw a, a sort of a santa claus is coming to town origin story of sorts called klaus I loved was, that movie. It was really good. It was very, very well done. Very, very good. And that's 2D animation with like a cool mm. algorithm over top of the – so it looks three-dimensional. Amazing. Got to watch it. It's on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, it's really good. Yep. Klaus? Um, Rudolph sucks. Suck, no, he sul- sulks and he runs off. <laughs> uh, Clarice, Clarice catches up to him. She thinks – he has hey. a handsome note. <laughs> you said you were going to walk me <laughs> home. He forgot your pants. <laughs> so he's like, are you going to make fun of me like everybody else? And she's like, I think it's a handsome nose. Different from everybody else's. That's what makes it so grand. Um, it's better than that silly false one you were wearing. Mm-hmm. Any doe would consider herself lucky to be with you. That's a very nice And then she sings. She mm-hmm. There's always I think we should just let him do it in this one. <laughs> we all preach. <laughs> but this is one of those songs that has nothing to do with the rest of the story. Yeah, it's true. It's like it feels like one of those songs at the end of Bell's Magical World. Yeah. You know, the episodic stuff yeah. where it's like, time yeah. to wrap up this scene. Here's the song about it. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's it feels very much like a jukebox musical. Like all these songs existed before, and they just kind of threw them in. Like Silver and oh. Gold was not from this movie. You know what I mean? Oh. I, I mean, I assume. Um, but like Singing in the Rain, that was a jukebox musical. Singing in the Rain was not from Singing in the Rain. It was from a different musical. Oh, um, okay. this that is like sense. the Moulin Rouge of its day, <laughs> <laughs> which people um, have said for years. Yes. <laughs> um, so anyway, after the song. Clarice's father breaks them up and says, no doe of mine will be with a red-nosed reindeer. And so she leaves, and then he's like sulks on a little snowbank. And then just then, Hermie pops out and says, is this your snowbank? And then they're like, I'm a dentist, and but I don't need anybody because I'm independent. And <laughs> Rudolph's like, me too. And they're like, let's be both be independent together. Hold on. Which Can I, I try out a funny. joke real quick? Because uh, teeth, you know, they have their dentin is mm-hmm. a type of, it's a material in your teeth. And if you have a cavity, then he'd be indented. Get it? Is allowed to dig out the dentin in your tooth? Maybe we could both be independent together. <laughs> <laughs>
into Denton. <laughs> Which I thought is very clever. Oh, oh wow, burn. It's cold. It's freezing <laughs> it's in cold. here. I wish I had some hot uh, chocolate. So Rudolph's like, you won't, uh, you won't mind my having a red nose? Not if you don't mind me being a dentist. And then they <laughs> sing... We're a couple of misfits. We're a couple of misfits. Kind of misfits. We anyway, um, which is interesting because that was the original song in 1964. But in 1965, they changed the song and some of the animation to "Fame and Fortune." Fame and Fortune. What? We somehow you can watch it on YouTube. Not going. Oh, Fame and Fortune, and that's the way it existed until 1995. Fame huh. and fortune. Mm-hmm. I it's mean, the, the whole movie. Animation. The whole movie is the word "familiar" in capital letters. So, like, both of those songs sound extremely familiar to me, but I'm not sure which one I remember seeing as a kid. You know, yeah. As a kid, you probably saw "Fame and Fortune." As an older person, probably um, we're a couple of misfits. But I grew up with "Fame and Fortune." Huh. Yep. Which one did you grow up with? Call in today and let eight, us know. Eight five six hours. Eight, five, six. <laughs> yes. Um. Anyway, Tag they sing me the on song. Instagram. <laughs> it was nineteen ninety eight when it was returned back to the original. Hold which on. is I'm getting. We're a couple I mean, of misfits. By hold on, I mean keep talking. But I'm getting. I'm getting frame, fame and fortune. Okay. As we speak. They set off to a scary new world where they encounter the abominable snow monster. Urgh. He must see Rudolph's nose. It's a chilling scene. I was uh, very scared of this as a child. Yeah. And then we cut to commercial. He's a fearsome Yeti. You know when we do these, Dan, and we know they're episodic and like cut to commercial? That's when we should inject commercials. Mm. Because this is obviously made for TV. So there are three, at least three commercial breaks. But Okay. So at this point, you will either hear our actual ad or you will hear a fake one. Oh, yeah. Fake one, because we already did our actual ad. Or vice versa. Yep, that one. Um, anyway, so somehow uh, Rudolph and Hermie make it through the first night. And then we see Yukon Cornelius, the greatest prospector in the north. He is in search for gold and silver. Silver and gold! He throws his pickaxe in the air, and it. this is fame and fortune. Oh, yeah. or, is this your snowbank? I see. No. Who are you? Well, actually, I am a dentist. A dentist? Well, I want to be someday. Yeah, go on, please don't sue us. Right now, I'm just an elf. As long as we're talking I about... I don't need anybody. Mm-hmm. I'm, we have been? I'm independent. I'm independent. Yeah? <laughs> Me too. I'm... It's good. Whatever you said. Independent. And a little hey, uh, glass ball breaks and we get scared. both be independent together, huh? You wouldn't mind Nailed that impression, by the way. Red you did a great job. And there's the whistle. Not if you don't mind me being a dentist. Hold on. So those those dogs are about to write in. You just uh, disable it. Let's see who's on. This is, oddly enough, this is the song we, all three of us, sing before we start recording. That's right. And I never knew where it came from. Yep. It's ingrained in you. We won't stop until we find a way to fame and fortune. Fame and fortune. 
which also has nothing to do with this movie, their motivations or anything at all. But it reminds no. me of Titanic Tip and Daring Dash Adventure Sash Explorers, oh, yeah. which is from totally. our favorite movie that we've watched, The Little Mermaid 2. That's right. Oh my gosh, I remember that. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, we back to uh, we 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 meet Yukon Cornelius. He's the greatest prospector in the North. He's after gold and silver, silver and gold. He throws his pickaxe in the air and licks it. Nothing. Uh, then funny. we cut to Sam, who's like, "What do you think of our new friend?" And then he sings the song "Silver and Gold." I think he's pretty. Silver he's a- and gold, silver and gold. Every if you'd like to save silver and or gold or, or uh, crypto, depending on how you uh, invest your money, you could right now call 856-OUR-EARS. And when someone answers, just play them this. <laughs> and then you say, hi, I'd like to plan a trip to Disneyland, Walt Disney World, or possibly Gator World. Most likely one of the two first ones. And I would like to save silver and gold. And then you make a little winking sound. You go, wink. And then they'll say, that was clever. Let me connect you with somebody. Brilliant. Um, Good job. Fantastic. Thank you. Um, Thank you. uh, 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 What I love about this song is the squirrel biting the chunk of gold and then making an angry face. uh, Because it must have been fool's gold. It was real cool. one where the oh, it must be fool's gold, right? Because he can't bite into it. Well, and is this also, the one where... Go ahead. sorry, it was just I was. It reminds me of Legos. You know, sometimes you have that one little Lego piece that that's bite. like shiny. No, it the way the gold is animated it looks like a little Lego piece, like oh, a yeah. gold foil uh, Lego piece. Yeah, totally. Anyway, um, um, is this the one where the squirrels and rabbits are are the chorus? That they yes mm. yes that is the Which one I found delightful. I think that they might no it might be the no the we all pretend the rainbow has an end that's the Clarice's song I think is when oh they, okay okay yeah. okay I mean I've only Which watched is actually it funnier twice today but <laughs> um back to Herney Rudolph and Yukon and his dog sled team and the dogs My are not good at dog bleeding. sledding. <laughs> Greenness. <laughs> Um, Yukon says he's off to get, this is funny. I, I never, until I watched today, I had no idea what he said, but here's what he says. I'm off to get life sustaining supplies, uh, cornmeal and gunpowder and ham hocks and guitar strings. I'll give you a lift. <laughs> life sustaining supplies. This guy has the best Bumble profile I've ever seen. I yeah. mean, he's, he's a self-made <laughs> man. He has a beard. He probably catches fish. He plays guitar because he needs guitar strings. Mm-hmm. Cornmeal. Vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Oh, never mind. Swipe ham hocks. But yeah, but he also <laughs> talks a lot about Bumble. Um, <laughs> right. So uh, the dogs don't mush very well, so he shows them how. Uh, but just then they encounter the abominable snow monster and they give chase. Rudolph's yes. nose keeps giving them away. So they run off and come to a dead end at the northern, a northern sea of sorts. So Yukon cuts off a little piece of land, like ice land. Uh, and he says, do it yourself, iceberg. Because he knows the Bumble's one weakness. Bumble sinks. So they float off to who knows where. I like the water. Um, the water is like a piece of plastic and it looks yeah, terrible. But also they float along. Things. Yeah. <sighs> the animation in general makes me happy. 
And I mean this, and and it's in a Christmas movie, so that that's a really that's a reach. Because um, the the abominable snow monster sinks below that plastic, like right. That's that was a tough shot. I would. And assume. I think honestly, that's what you know. I was while we're while I'm watching this, I'm thinking. I'm of course I have Nightmare Before Christmas like mm. to the side in my brain, you know. Oh yeah. And I think that a lot of what it could have happened there. I think, you know, the, the idea of stop motion and all that, they, they latched onto that. And some of the stylistic choices are really more Tim Burton than anything, but I think, um, they could have made it a lot more jumpy on purpose and a lot, they could have made, made it a lot cheaper on purpose. I think. Yeah. Oh. I mean, especially cause it was made for TV. Right. Um, and you know, of course I think it's the most famous secret that Tim Burton didn't actually direct that movie. Right. Well, and there's um, no character arc either. That's another secret. Well, that's different. That's a different, <laughs> different podcast for a different day. Right. Um, then we're back at the Donner's cave. Uh, Mr. Donner feels pretty bad about what he did to Rudolph. So he sets off to find him. Mrs. Donner wanted to go, of course, but Donner says, no, this is man's work. <laughs> so no sooner than the man of the house leave, Clarice came in like, he walks out of the cave. She walks in. Like, they had to, like, run into each other to get past each other. Yes. And then they set off. So they're maybe five feet away from Donner. Um, he's Donner's deliberately. An, she's. He's an oaf. He's a doofy yeah, husband. Yeah. He doesn't know what And she deli- d- deliberately disobeys her husband. So, again, progressive. <laughs> um, anyway, actually, so. For 1964, yeah, it actually is. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, like, they're. It's so messed up, but yeah, it really is. Yeah, he's like, no, and like within 90 seconds, they're following him. Not even 90, 20. Um, Anyway, so uh, they cut back to the people. They're floating on Yukon and the gang are floating on their little iceberg. And he says, the fog is thick as peanut butter. And then Hermie says, you mean pea soup. You eat what you like, and I'll eat what I like. Yeah! And they hit oh, the- Cornelius, he's the <laughs> best. <laughs> no kidding. Um, anyway, so the flog, flog, the fog has cleared, and they see a flying lion, flying lion, soaring flying through lion. the sky. Flying lion. lion. I want to say are- too. Flying lion. <laughs> nope, flying <laughs> lion. But it's flying lion under- better. It's the I Griffin agree. Underwriting Services logo. Mm-hmm. We're here to save the day and sell you insurance. <laughs> yeah, what a dummy. It's a griffin. What a dumb, dumb guy. <laughs> they see a griffin. No, griffin is part something else, isn't it? Chicken? I think so. Probably. Anyway, it's a lion with wings, and they're impressed. But then they got stopped by a jack-in-the-box. He's he's the sentry. He says they're on the island of misfit toys. Uh, they guess his name. Let me guess. Jack. And he says, no, Charlie. That's why I'm a misfit toy. My which name is, is all wrong. Which is legitimately funny. It is. That's really funny. Like, yeah. No child wants to play with a Charlie in the box, so I had to come here. Where's here? We're on the island of misfit toys. If you, last time you went to Disneyland or Disney World, if you felt like you were in, on the island of misfit toys... And we're sad because you thought Goofy's Bounce House was going to be open or something. 
You can no longer feel like you're, you could feel like you're on the island of winter toys if you call 856 our ears. And they are the island of winter toys who can help you be a cool person. And they would tell you <laughs> what rides suck unless you like them. And then they'll say, I actually like that Toys too. Plot twist. It's just a Tuesday morning. It's a Marshall's Clarence bin, okay? These things are messed up. Of course, no one bought them. I would like to uh, explain some of the misfit toys that we see. One, of course, is a Russian doll clown who has a wind-up mouse at its core. That's a misfit toy. Makes a lot mm -hmm. of sense. How would you like to be a spotted elephant? Or a choo-choo with square wheels on your caboose. Or a water pistol that shoots jelly. Now, We're here's the thing. misfits. All of these toys were supposedly made in Santa's workshop. And I mean, so, in theory, yeah, but yeah. yeah, was he like on shrooms or drunk <laughs> or like, <laughs> and by the way, couldn't you just empty the jelly and put water in it? Right. Yeah. You know, it's a watertight um, vessel. Apparently I bet Hermie made all the these toys and cursed them to oh, a life. Be, of, that might, oh my gosh. A life. By the way, if you, if anyone who wants to sadness. shoot jelly out of a gun, go to Knott's Berry Farm, Knott's Berry Tales, mm. shoot coyotes. <laughs> Oh, but we'll we will be on the ground covered. Oh, we will the biggest festival on earth. Yes, the Boys and Berry Festival. Yes. Um. Stay, so wait. Mark your calendars. Audrey, Audrey will talk. Audrey, to you'll, you'll, be you'll be there. <laughs> We're gonna do some on the ground reporting. Uh, yes. I love this so much. Let's get somebody to oh, yeah. film it. No, we're, we'll interview I'm people right there. there. We're right there. <laughs> the, now, that's have, the vision. That's the I vision. I have a friend who is an incredible director, an incredible film producer. Oh my god! <laughs> I, we can we can pull it off. I think for, he would do it for cost. And I'll talk. Let's get about a GoFundMe going. Of it. We can get Hillary. We can get Hillary. We get Hillary's, but she, he lives in LA. Like it'd be super easy for me, and he owes me a favor. Um, oh my God, awesome. <laughs> but I do like the whole RECU, like the Rudolph Extended Cinematic Universe, where there's a whole uh -huh. other thing where Hermes making all these toys in rebellion because he hates well, apparently, apparently all of the Rankin, maybe not apparently, but the Rankin Bass Christmas movies are meant to be set in the same universe, or at least at some yeah. time that was considered. It makes sense so, because if you think about uh, like Rudolph Shiny New Year, it's the same actor that plays Rudolph. Um, there's a lot of Paul Freese in these. In fact, Paul Freese plays Santa Claus in the Frosty the Snowman animated. <laughs> and in the, in the Santa Claus is coming to town, which is the Hello, origin story Frosty. for Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly what it sounds like. Oh um, God, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, it, so in the, in Santa Claus is coming to town, which came out after this, it's the origin story for Santa Claus. And they talk about the reindeer's names. And then one of the kids like, don't forget. And it shows a, a picture of Rudolph and me, the little light. Nope. That's a different story. <laughs> anyway, how would, how would you like to be a bird who doesn't fly? I swim. Remember that for the end credits. <laughs> um, or a cowboy who rides an ostrich or a boat that can't stay afloat. We're all misfits. <laughs> and then there's the dolly. All right. Yeah. What's wrong with What's her? wrong with the dolly? And here's he, hear me out. And this is again very problematic. But oh, she boy. sings a part. Wake up! Don't you know that it's time to come out? 
I don't. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if you're looking for it, it's there. I read about it. I think that the story is that she um, is not happy. She's a very sad doll. Like she's She's always sad. She's always crying. (laughs) Yeah. And I I think that's, I read the author or one of the writers explained that's why she's given up because she's not a happy dolly and dollies are supposed to be happy. Oh. Anyway, at the end of the song, Rudolph observes that they're also misfits and perhaps they can stay on the island. And then Jack says, uh, no, sorry, Charlie says, that's up to King Moonraiser. He's holding court in the castle right now. Um, what but a he cool flies all over name. the world. Yeah. King mm-hmm. Moonraiser. Yeah. Uh, so he flies all around the world. And when he finds a toy that no boy or girl loves, he brings it to the island. So the gang has to appeal to him. And then we cut to Moonraiser's court. Um, he's uh, he's he's the flying lion. He's the thing, thing from before. Griffin. He asks, same voice as Santa. How terrifying it, would it be yeah. as a yeah, as a toy? Like, imagine in the movie Toy Story, you're just like, I'm just a toy living my life, and like, well, I guess I'm a little strange. Everything's fine. All this, and oh my god, a lion! Griffin <laughs> is coming to take me away. <laughs> And he like Come puts with his me, claws. you freak. You're like, I don't want to go. And then he drops you on a godforsaken chunk of ice in the middle of the North Pole. Like, how you live here now, ugly. Ha ha. I love you, by the way. <laughs> Stop crying. Oh, that's your thing? Okay. Well, try more, I guess. I don't know how to encourage this. I mean, I've tried getting more exercise, and but uh, nothing helps for my depression. <laughs> Have you tried more protein in your diet? <laughs> What I liked about him is his voice is echoed, like like because he's in this big giant court, so yeah. his voice sounds very godly. You know, come closer. What do you desire? Um, Here, anyway, let's try that like, again. I'll do the echo. You say that hit. Say his line. Come closer. Closer, closer, closer. What do you Perfect. desire? Desire, desire, desire. Is that yeah. good? Kind of like that. that. Good? Yeah, nailed it. All right, it. you nailed it. Thank you. Um, so uh, they're like, hey, we're a couple of misfits that. from Christmas Town. Can we stay here? And he's like, no, that would not be possible. This island is for toys alone. Unlike a living, uh, unlike a plaything, a living creature cannot hide on an island. But perhaps you can help the toys here. When someday you return to Christmas Town, maybe you can have Santa find little girls and boys who would be happy with them. Rudolph's like, yeah, if and when we ever get back. We'll tell Santa, sir. And he's like, you're free to stay the night. So then in our night, lovely the- Airbnb. <laughs> yeah, it's a really sweet little cabin. Very the toys nice. don't get to sleep in it. They have to sleep Charming. outside by the fire. But they're toys. Yeah. They're not living things. Yeah. So they have they're a not li- real, actually, but they kind sentient, of are. But- if, if you think about it, <laughs> if you would like more information about it, you can call 856 <laughs> years. Do you like a happy dolly? As opposed to a sad dolly, you can visit a happy dolly or her wood. That's right. Dollywood is also oh, perhaps oh covered God. by concierge. Eight, five, We're six, not really years. sure. <laughs> so they get, no, it is, by the way, you can call oh, eight, okay. five, six, okay, cool. we won't get commission, but you can still do it. Um, so that night they're in a little cabin. It's very cute little setup. The three of them basically fit in the cabin and that is all. Uh, they're on one little bed. It's very cute. Um, and Rudolph's like, hey, no, I can't stay because my nose is going to give us away and the abominable is going to keep chasing us. And they're like, nope, it's settled. We're sticking together. Lights out. And they immediately fall asleep. 
but Rudolph does not. So he's like, I'm out in the best interest of his friends. He sets off alone. And as he drifts off uh, to say goodbye to Yukon, he says, I hope you find lots of tinsel. Whatever a dentist is, I hope someday you're the best. And then the, the distant rumble of the oh, bumble, rumble of the <gasps> bumble, the abominable snow monster. He's he's a lot cuter looking than he sounds. He sounds horrifying, but he's I was pretty. Scared of him when I was a kid, yeah, especially that when he loses that his was teeth. Cool. Spoilers. That was, that was cool. That was cool. I wasn't, didn't scare him. Yep. Yeah, but I believe it. Um, really badass. Time passed totally slowly. <laughs> Rudolph existed as well as he could. The snow monster kept him on the run, but he would meet a friend or two. But it would be short lived. Along the way, Rudolph was growing up. And he realized he can't run away from his troubles. And so he sets off for home. That's right. So when he arrives home, other reindeer greet him. Ah, it's old Neon Nose. But he doesn't care. He's grown up. He doesn't bother him anymore. So he gets to his his cave. Mom, dad. And then Santa's like, they're out looking for you. And Clarice, she's gone too, Rudolph. (laughs) (laughs) Schnoz. Hey, Schnoz. Loser. Um... Uh, she's gone too, and I'm worried because Christmas Eve is only two days off. And without Donner, I'll never be able to get my sleigh off the ground. So Rudolph's like, I'm going to find them all, and he leaves. But just as he leaves, it hit. The storm of storms. This is the one that was reported by the newspapers at the beginning of the movie. Boom. There it is. He knew that he had to find his folks right away, and he knew he had to go to the cave of the abominable stone monster. So the rest of the movie goes real fast. Yeah, I like the part where the little igloo gets blown over. (laughs) Yeah, the little Eskimos are tumbling away. (laughs) And the shingles all come off the ceiling and all that. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so he goes to the cave. When he gets to the cave, the monster's like about to eat Clarice. And he's like, leave her alone. And then he knocks Rudolph out cold. (laughs) Which is almost... Word for word, a line from Alien too. <laughs> Leave her alone. <laughs> Leave her alone, you bitch. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> and then we cut to commercial. Uh, after Do commercial, you have heartburn? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just stick some of this down your gut, Tums. <laughs> and we're back. Um. So after the commercial break, um, Sam explains that Yukon and Hermie ha- arrived just as Rudolph left and the storm hit and they set off to find Rudolph. They arrive at the cave to hatch a plan. Here's the plan. They will lure the monster out of the cave with a pork dinner. Hermie's going to imitate a, a pig. And then Yukon will drop ice blocks to knock him out and Hermie will use his dentist skills to remove all his teeth to render him useless. That's precisely what happens. And now... They don't need to fear the bumble because Yukon shows them how because he doesn't have any teeth. And then he pushes him off a cave, off the, out of the cave, off a cliff. And they're like, Yukon! Yukon, uh, no. the bumble, and all the dogs are presumed dead. They all head back home. I think Chris <laughs> Pratt would make a really great Yukon Cornelius. Yukon, totally. <laughs> so they were all sad by the loss of their friend, but they all knew the best thing that they had to do was get the women back to Christmas Town. That's, That's good. exactly what it says. 
Yes. And and sorry, in case there's anyone listening to this that is in the position, in a position to do so, when we say Chris Pratt would make a really good Cornelius, we're not saying you need to make a live action version of this. We are saying saying we do need to. Yes. Not saying that. Give it the cat's treatment. JK. Only 90 minutes. He's playing Rudolph. Three more songs, original songs. JK Simmons is Rudolph. Let's get the little kid from Jojo Rabbit to play Rudolph. No, Ooh, right. Taika Waititi's yeah. in it. You're right. If it, but he doesn't direct it because we're going to give it the cat's treatment. Yeah. So it'll yeah. Be, just get like not a, okay. Ooh, what if we get Andrew Lloyd Webber to direct it? Oh my wow. god! Wow. Mm-hmm. To rewrite way, all the songs. R.I.P. R.I.P. Stephen. I was. He was just the, the best. That. Best. He changed the musical theater forever, and the best composer. And I'm seeing see West Side Story on December 10th. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when they get back to Christmas Town, when everyone hears their story, they realize they were a little hard on the misfits. Even Santa realizes that maybe he was wrong. Mm-hmm. Santa promises that as soon as the storm lets up, he will find homes for all the misfit toys. And Hermie is allowed to open up a dentist office after Christmas. And now all the elves are on nitrous. That's right. They have a costume. <laughs> Um, and Donner is also sorry about how he acted. Just then there's a knock at the door. It's not a fit night out for man nor beast. Here's the man and here's the beast. And he brings in the abominable snow monster and he can help. He can put that star on the tree without a stepladder. It was the teeth that made him bad. That's right. (laughs) And he doesn't die because Bumble's bounce. Oh my gosh. And it's too cold for him to bleed out, so it's fine. That's right. Because <laughs> it immediately freezes over. It just freezes over. As good as everyone feels, Christmas Eve is tomorrow, and they are all busy getting ready. As Mrs. Claus is trying to fatten up Santa, the latest weather report arrives. This confirms it. The storm is too bad, and everything is grounded. So Santa gathers the throngs to interrupt their song. They're singing the Santa's Elf song. I will not reprise it. Um, Sather gathers the throngs to announce that Christmas is canceled and there's nothing he can do, but he can't get through the speech because Rudolph's nose is so bright and distracting. Ah. <laughs> Wait a minute. That nose, that beautiful, wonderful nose. Christmas is not off and Rudolph is going to lead the team. Uh, that nose can cut through the murkiest storm they can dish up. I guess what I'm trying to say is. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Ah, uh, that's from, from the, the song. song. Mm-hmm. So, and then Rudolph says, f- f- you. <laughs> How about no, You've treated asshole. me like sh- for years. <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment forever. Um, he is says. It, is it red light that travels the longest distance? So, I mean, if infrared. you're leading your Well, because I'm thinking if you had a red nose... Like that, that isn't bright enough to guide your way. You need something a little bit cooler, right? Unless that's all you have. Yeah, I guess so. Don't ignore me. Okay. Hey, Google. <laughs> what color light travels the farthest? She very quietly said red light. Okay. Well, go. then I'm a. Big knucklehead, dum dum. Proven Rudolph right. So he says it would be an honor. And then Donner's like, I knew it would be useful all along. Uh huh. Yeah, Dipshit. 
Yep. Then they prepare for Christmas Eve, and Sam sings Holly Jolly Christmas. Santa is now fat. Yay. I mean, okay. the singing part. Oh, it's all good. Oh. It's good. Um, what's it? Uh, it's a... Uh, have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. I don't know if there'll be snow, but have a cup of cheer. Oh, it's the echo. Have a holly jolly Christmas. And when you walk down the street, say hello to friends you know and everyone you meet. Yo ho, the mistletoe hung where you can see. Somebody waits for you. Kiss her once for me. Have a holly jolly Christmas. Dreidel. And in case you didn't Dreidel. hear, oh by golly, have a holly jolly Christmas this year. This year. And by the way, year. when he's singing that, um, the elves are effectively acting out the song. Yes. Like, yes. Kiss her once for me. They're packing up the sleigh. <clears throat> right. Because the right. sleighs. We're almost done. The uh, They load up the sleigh, prepare for takeoff. First stop, the island of misfit toys. And we cut to the island. The misfits are all waiting outside, but they... They're about to give up, go to sleep, and wish, you know, dream till next year. And then they what see a, a distant light. Place. <laughs> it is very sad. Even it's the little sad paper as fire is sad. AF. <laughs> sad Dolly. Sad has, as, as. Sad Dolly has a bunch of pills in her hand. Yeah. Jack. Parents, if you're letting your children listen to this episode and you haven't intervened, you, yeah. you need to reconsider a it's lot true. of things. <laughs> so, yeah, Charlie, like, can't get out of his box. Um, <laughs> it's Rudolph. They see the light. It's right. He kept his promise. The toys Yay. get loaded in the sleigh, and they are off. And then Burl Ives says, as for the rest of the story, he went down in his story. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. So they're singing the song as the end credits play. The toys are given umbrellas. All the misfit toys are given umbrellas. Santa's evidently not landing on rooftops and dropping through no, chimneys. Not for these toys. That's a good no. point. They're, They're lesser it. toys, clearly. So they what he's happens, doing them a favor. <laughs> as the credits are rolling, he's giving the elves are taking these misfit toys out of the package, out of the bag, giving them an umbrella so they float down to safety. They're All killing the toys, these toys by dropping well, them. Hold, hold on. <laughs> Presumably they're okay because they have umbrellas. They'll float their lightweight. <laughs> All of them except the bird. The bird doesn't get an umbrella. Remember, this is the bird who doesn't fly. He swims. <laughs> That's why he's a misfit toy. Swim through the air, stupid. <laughs> so He's the misfit who doesn't fly. He swims. Santa's elves murder a toy. The end. <laughs> Yep. Oh my god. That's it's it. that kind of logic that makes these movies so so special and funny. <laughs> like yeah. the I mean, the worst thing that this elf could be is a dentist. Like how funny is that? <laughs> yeah, right. And then also an elf just assuming that this bird can fly because <laughs> it has wings. Because he had tail. an umbrella and he's like looks at it, he's like, No, it's a bird. I'm putting it's the umbrella fine. away. Yeah, Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to hear the octaves. <laughs> so that bird did, yeah, that bird did die. Like, there's yeah. no doubt about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Now right, he's a well. misfit in other ways. I, oh, yeah. uh, anyway, that's it. So we uh, have just enjoyed this film as we enjoy it again. We need to be drinking Rudolph's Red 
from Rivertown Brewing Company. Mm. This bold imperial red will light up your nose and let you enjoy a season of reindeer games. The hint of cinnamon in the finish will add another spike to your antlers. Hmm. What shall we be eating with this delicious film? Why I'm so glad you asked. Um, can I take a one? Venison. Can I take? Can I take? Oh, that's so genius! Uh, I, no. Why didn't I think of that? Damn it, Dan! No, no, no. It's fine. Wait, you guys we are can really, edit it. We can edit it. You're really enjoy. No, no, okay. no. Keep it in. But uh, okay. we're gonna have a delicious meal. Before we do that, I really, really, really have to say, I have to plug this guy on YouTube, Worthy Kids. I am not. In, in cahoots with him at all but he does animation in 2d and 3d in the style of rank and bass rank and bass rank and bass sure and bass oh he's so talented and all of his shit is so freaking cool and funny and he does like a star wars one anyway look him up worthy kids what's it YouTube. called worthy kids worthy kids with an i um what we're eating we're gonna W-R- have a clet W I R L T W O R T H I kids ah. were the kids. His kids has an I kids. too. So you're right. The kids with anyway. the Z. I'm not good at spelling. All right, we're having we we're gonna have raclette, which is like fondue, but a little bit more work. Uh, you scrape hot melty cheese over pickles mm. and boiled potatoes and charcuterie, or I guess mm. venison. Would be very apropos. Yeah. Um, we're mm-hmm. also going to have a bouche du Noël for dessert, which is one of those delicious chocolate roll cakes. Means mouth. Bouche du Noël, mouth. Noël, Christmas mouth, Christmas, Christmas mouth. mouth. Christmas. Hey, what's <laughs> um, up, but, Christmas mouth? <laughs> but you know, <laughs> that's what? one of it's, the names that they had for Rudolph. <laughs> everything's just going to have a slight hint of cigarette taste to it because everyone <laughs> smokes indoors. These, that's right. Their bushes all smell like smoke. Yes, so a little bit smoky cheese, a little bit trash cigarette juice, bouche du Noël. Bon appetit. Sounds delicious. Yum. Yeah. Um, and since we're plugging YouTube, don't forget, uh, Pixie Archive. Check them out. Um, I talked about them before, so you can listen to the previous episode where you can listen to me talk about them. Uh, so what we're listening to is, um, Bing Crosby and David Bowie in maybe the weirdest moment ever what? committed to music. Oh, have you, are you not familiar with this? You, no. Oh, okay. She has to. So, no. It's a, so it's a whole thing, and I have included the entire buildup because the exchange is phenomenally strange. Um, Will you play the I, whole thing? Can you play the whole thing? Does it talk gonna, about it? Uh, yeah, where they talk about it and everything. What I love about this, it's an, it's on a it's from a Bing Crosby holiday special, and David Bowie was in the middle of a tour after a very long period of him doing very strange things. And he was willing to appear to promote because he needed to do something to promote. And he was just like, yeah, I'll do this. It'll be weird, but whatever. And his attitude about it was very much like, yeah, Bing Crosby probably doesn't know who I am or he's probably like not cool with my whole like thing, but that's fine. I'm into this. It's going to be really weird. And that's why I'm here. But he treats it totally seriously. And apparently Bing Crosby was not comfortable. Oh, (laughs) you can can hear it. And it's really good. And it goes a little something like this. 
Ah. So David Bowie comes to the door. Hello. You the new butler? <laughs> well, it's been a long time since I've been the new anything. What's happened to uh, Hudson? I guess he's changing. Yeah, he does that a lot, doesn't he? Um, the butler well, David Bowie, the I live down the road. Oh. Sir Percival lets oh. me use his piano when he's not around. He's not around, is he? I can honestly say I haven't seen him, but come on in. Come yes. in. Well, okay. Come on in. Okay. See? Are you related to Sir Percival? <laughs> well, definitely, yeah. Uh... Oh, you're not the uh, poor relation from America, right? <laughs> I'm Bing. Oh, I'm pleased to meet you. You're the one that sings, right? Well, right or wrong, I sing either way. Oh, I sing. Oh, oh, good. What kind of sing? Well, mostly the contemporary stuff. Do you you like modern music? Oh, I think it's marvelous. Some of it really fine. But tell me, uh, you ever listen to any of the older fellas? Oh, yeah, sure. I like uh, John Lennon. And the other one with uh, Harry Nelson. Your corner, mm-hmm. please don't. Well, back that far, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm not as young as I look. <laughs> None of us is DJ. In fact, I've got a six-year-old son. Mm-hmm. And he really gets excited around the Christmas holiday mm-hmm. thing. Do you go in for any of the traditional things in the uh, boy household? Christmas he has to summer? remind himself oh, what yeah, David Bowie's name is. Really, uh, <laughs> presents, the, uh, tree, uh, decorations. <laughs> agents sliding down the chimney. You what? say agents or agents? I was just seeing if you're paying attention. Agents. <laughs> Actually, uh, our family do most of the things that other families do. We sing the same songs. Do you? Mm-hmm. I even have a go at White Christmas. You do, huh? Yeah. And this one. Pay up. Sucker. This is my son's favourite. Do you know? <laughs> oh, I do indeed. It's a lovely thing. <laughs> this is so strange. I know. It's very I can't believe you haven't heard this before. Never. It's like a little medley of Peace on Earth and uh, yeah. Little Drummer Boy. Oh. <laughs> And from this point on, it's actually it's actually a pretty good, good song. song. It's a good yeah. song, but a very very strange pairing. <laughs> Especially, at the I time. never liked yeah. Little Drummer Boy. It's my least favorite Christmas song. But. Huh? I've always oddly really liked it. I don't like the rum, but, but I know I know it's very mid. That's another Rankin Bass. See? Oh, Audrey's lighting up on that one. Oh, it's Bowie. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing his Bowie thing to it. I also love Bang. He's so smooth. Yeah. I mean, there's things to be said about Bang, and one of them is that he's a very good singer. Don't ruin this. Okay, now it gets funky. Hold on. Here we go. This is the whole journey. It gets funky and oddly militant. They must be. Make children. Have make baby. children. Make love to make love love the Christmas. Yes. I don't know what that was. <laughs> And that's what it does. That's nice. Russia. Children make you <laughs> celebrate Christmas. Celebrate you. <laughs> that's very nice. That's going to be a lovely evening. Oh yeah, I think that was so. fun. Yeah, that was fun. Thank you for indulging me. And this mm-hmm. is dealer's choice. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so last year, you may recall that our February release was the animated, no, the live action love story of the princess. Perry, 
Mm-hmm. Ah. And then <laughs> we did Cats the Musical. That was uh, Audrey's mm-hmm. pick. <laughs> so, and by the way, don't I haven't deviated from my obscure things. I would encourage you to not deviate from yours, Audrey. Okay. Uh, meaning we also had requests for more musicals. So if you, uh-huh. as you think about it, you pick whatever you want. But if yeah. you pick another yeah, yeah. Mu- musical, that'd be okay. It's probably yeah. the live action Peter Pan, the one with oh, the God. woman. You know That's what right. I'm talking about. The really old one? Yes. Oh, Mary God. <laughs> the Mary Martin version that was I aired think on it's NBC that one. Like, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, so, but so, Dan for sure has decided for his, it is not Perry. It oh. is not going to be Perry. It is going to be a David Lynch movie. And Yay. I need to, I need to figure out <laughs> what it's going to be because <laughs> Audrey, I think, I think you're going to be fine. And Jimmy, I think. You will be. I think there's a way to get you into David Lynch that is going to be more painless than not. And I think because there's some material in some of his movies that I think you you'll if you're not familiar with his style and comfortable with it, it'll just be a hard pass immediately. You'll just be like, I can't. No, no, thank you. Um, so I don't think we can do Eraserhead. That falls into that category. I think Blue Velvet falls into that category. I think probably... I think Mulholland Drive is going to be our best bet. All right. Well, we'll make our final decision, and you'll find out when you listen to it. I I mean, it doesn't have to be January. We can get back to the sequels, but I think I like having no, December, Christmas, to, January, yeah. something else, February, something else, back to Disney sequels in March. Yeah. yeah it's, good to ha- it's good to have the break. Um so yeah, and so Jimmy, before I think it is going to be Mulholland Drive, and uh, I'm going to just let you know ahead of time. The I'll I think I should take care of the notes, and I'll do it Wikipedia Ooh. style because it's not going to be as complete. But I'm going to do it. it oh, and I can it's just going to take it you out of notes. What what's that? Well, what what I was thinking is I'd watch the movie and just watch it, and then okay. I'd go back and okay. break it down. I you might not want if that's how you want to do it that's fine but we'll i'm see. open let to me watch other it things. first we'll see yeah all right um, we'll um all right well mysterious. before until then uh we encourage you to listen to our other shows that is the supreme resort ears up ears up in depth banter banter milk milk lemonade <laughs> round the corner bantha milk yep uh <laughs> where there might be a crossover event happening very soon Ooh. um yeah and then uh you know if you're listening to this, you probably also listen to Audrey Goes to Disneyland, which to date is our most downloaded episode across both Supreme Resort and Scrape in the Vault. Combine those numbers, and it's been listened to more than any other show this year. Yay! So uh, if you're listening to this, odds are you listen to that. But if you haven't, it's a very entertaining episode. Um, and uh, also, uh, Concierge. I just booked a, a trip for a, a person named Rosie. I talked about her on Supreme Resort uh, since booked the trip. And it turns out she also has a podcast about Disney parks. And they did a two-part, six-hour episode on the Country Bear Jamboree. So they are <laughs> still got to get. We still got to get to that. And she is... Oh yeah, we have to do that on the Supreme Resort. Um, <laughs> she uh, is going to come on to our show. We're going to go on to her show. She's going to come and host the host guest judge, the Small World episode. Look for that coming soon. And uh, so, concierge, uh, they're awesome. Um, 
And you can reach us. I'm Jimmy at EarsUp-Podcast.com. That's Dan at EarsUp-Podcast.com. You can find Audrey at... One North Pole Lane. There you go. And also at Nerdry on Instagram. Nerdry or Scraping the Vault on Instagram. Or Scraping the Vault. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for indulging me. Everybody, hope you enjoyed. Have a Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And we'll see you in January with some weird, obscure movie that Dan decides on. Wee! It's not that obscure. I'm just teasing. <laughs> What do we always say at the end of our show? Oh, yeah. Be kind. Be kind. And, and rewind. rewind. Ho, 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 ho. What? Wait, hold on. <laughs> fame and fortune. Fame, fame and fortune. fortune. We, we are so Be kind and rewind. Well, rewind. Saturday night at Costco. Sick. Baby. Yeah. How was it? It was hot. It was so uh, hot. Ooh, steamy. And then, <clears throat> and then we came back, dropped off our stuff, and then went over to their house. Cool. Yeah. Did they have but free I was samples so hungry. going on? No, no free samples at Costco at that and time. It was, you know, 6.30 on a... swapping. That's right. Uh. <laughs> 6.30 on a Saturday. And then um, they... Oh, yeah. So they made chili and... <clears throat> they also make something called pimento cheese. Are you familiar with that? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. So yeah. they home make it, and it is insane. Ooh. Like I, I could, I could make a soup out of it. Like I would eat Just it. Just like on anything. Yeah. So I still have the pimento cheese at uh, the River Bell Terrace. Ooh, I want to go there. Cheese chasers. Cheese chaser. Um. Anyway, so then I put a hot dog in a bowl. Mm-hmm. And a bun, squirted mm-hmm. some mustard on it, topped mm-hmm. it with a bunch of chili, and then topped Good. it with pimento cheese, and then oh. sprinkled Ritz crackers on top. Mm. Oh, mm. that's chili. So chili is the sum of its parts, including toppings. If you don't have toppings for your chili, oh, yeah. what are you f-ing doing? Well, it depends on the chili. You know, like it's I have Tommy's. chili, and I don't, I don't put it on. Oh, Oh my god! No, god, ew! <laughs> Stuff is sludge. Um, and then, so chili, and then, um, yeah, I don't remember what I was. Gonna, oh, the sum of its parts, uh, which should not include beans, because that's not true chili. I like beans in my chili. I'm indifferent. I, it, it, a good chili is just a good chili, as far as I'm concerned. That's fair. In fact, the one this I make whole all the thing, time this whole beans. thing needs to be. This is whole thing. And nothing else is going to be the Easter egg. Great. <laughs> that's talking that's about fine. chili. Mm. Any more thoughts about chili that we well, <laughs> Audrey ate two and a half cups of it recently. So <laughs> this on could top be, of make a, for a very salmon. Itch- bagel. Which was the best one? 
Um, you didn't I put the chili voted... on top of a salmon bagel. No, but you know, it'd be interesting to try the chili and salmon. Seafood chili, I don't think, is a good idea. I think That'd it's be a very more like good idea. Gumbo. It'd be like gumbo or chipino, which is Italian. Italiano! Skyenus! <laughs> the most interesting chili I tried had, it was garnished with sour cream, uh, scallions, and a little bit of orange zest. And it had pork belly and some other beef. Uh, Citron peppercorns, which added that like ma la thing, which is spicy heat numbing flavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, it was the last chili I tried and I was just totally chilled out. Uh, and I think it might have been the spiciest one. Everyone was kind of tame on the spice. There was nothing above a three that I found out of five, you know. So, listener, if you're still listening, um, oh, they are. you know, you know, when you when you do that Italian like. <laughs> finger bundle and you're pointing up to this guy like mamma mia that's the sky anus that's what dan had he coined that phrase so everyone out there sky anus anus. i don't but is it where is the anus are we putting our hand in it is there is it's in the sky it's the sky i think you're acknowledging that there is a sky anus from which wonderful things fall and many of them are culinary like in nature, oddly enough. That's what the anus looks like? Sure. Well, I mean, it's imperfect. <laughs> right. But it's you can't do a full on balloon knot with your fingers. I, I mean, see, I but this this is the this is the ring and you're ascending it into the sky. Sure. Right? Okay. Because I'm we not sure where the hand fits it. This is the part we're gonna send in to the acad- the podcast <laughs> academy for to the potties. The potties. <laughs> <For> <laughs> yes, the potties. For, for an outstanding achievement there. in investigative <laughs> journalism, what is the sky anus? The Nobel Prize for podcasting goes to scraping the vault. <laughs> for a pod? For sky for anus? Sky I, uh, anus coverage. Uh... <laughs> To give the, the award for <laughs> the scraping the vault sky discovery, Barbara Walters. <laughs> She's dead. The ghost of Barbara Walters. <laughs> the reanimated corpse of Barbara Walters. All right. I'm ready to do this thing. Um, okay. Yeah, let's roll. I don't want to say anything else because it's going to spoil stuff. Okay. Well. Thanks for listening this long. We're going to start the show now. <laughs> what you just listened to is going to yeah. happen right now. Okay. Bye, David. <laughs> and, and Eric. And Eric. And probably Ryan. And us. And Sky I. anus. Sky anus. If I am listening, it, you, if you are listening, me, me, you, if you are still listening, will you cut this part out? <laughs> I don't think you will. A day after a worker was trampled to death by an early morning Black Friday stampede (laughs) inside this Long Island Walmart.